and welcome to another edition of Top Rope Report. Today, we'll be reviewing Friday Night Smackdown. And here's your host, Mr. Trivia. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of Top Rope Report here on Facebook Live, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor and Breaker. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. Joining me every week, as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. And joining us tonight, he was absent the last show we did. Glad to have him back, Mr. 24-7 DJ. What's up, guys? Hey, what's hey. up? I'm on. Well, well one he, good he, thing. He was here the last show we did. Oh, well, yeah, that was our... our um, I mean, portion for Facebook Live, they didn't get to see it. Um, right, yeah. But yeah, he he was on the last show we did. Okay. So, okay, the last Facebook Live show we did. Yeah. So, ready anytime you guys are to start talking Friday Night Smackdown. After we're done with that, we're going to get into Night of Champions, which is five days away. Mm-hmm. So, definitely looking forward to it. So, whenever you guys are ready, DJ, you're going to start us off. Okay. Well, the show opened up with Roman Reigns, Sola Sokoa, and Paul Heyman coming down to the ring, who then rather quickly got interrupted by the tag team champions, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Mr. 24-7, you are up. All right. Um, I was into it, you know, excuse me, um, Roman did his thing in the beginning, you know, Thing he always does, so that was that was cool. KO and Sammy come right out. I mean, literally right out. I'm like, all right, cool. This is awesome. And it was. I mean, not a whole whole lot went down, but enough went down to where I am. I don't know if I could be any more excited for this match, but I was more excited after I seen all this. The fact that you know when the Usos come out and they do their thing and they beat down KO and Sammy. And they think we just did a good thing. Like, you know, Roman's going to be so happy with us. And he was pissed off. You know, they basically ruined the segment for him. So this is just more of them messing up. And, I mean, I feel like Roman's ready to explode, and I'm ready for it. So all this was good for me. I enjoyed it all. B+. plus. Okay, Cheryl is tuning in. Thanks for tuning in, Cheryl. Um... I'll go. I'll, I'll go next. We'll save the best for last. Stop! Stop with that best for last crap. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. I mean, I thought it was a really good promo. Uh, Sammy kind of got right to the point, telling Roman exactly what he thought and exactly how he felt. Um, the whole thing that really caught my eye was the look that Solo gave Roman when Roman was leaving the ring and kind of like brushed into him or something, and. That, that look right there was just as if to say, well, you may be undisputed champion and we're supposed to acknowledge you, but who the hell do you think you are, you know? So I'm I'm looking forward to something happening between those two. And like DJ said, I'm definitely looking forward, you know, to seeing this match. And I thought everything was, was good about this promo. I gave it an A. Wow. Okay. Um, I mean, my first question is, when does Solo's expression on his face ever change. I mean, I didn't notice, and the only thing I noticed was he kind of looked at his shoulder and then looked at Roman Reigns, so maybe that's something to be wary of. Um, and I don't know if it was just... It, it came across to me like Roman was struggling in this promo. I mean, he kept starting to speak and then stopped and then kind of, like, scratched his head. Like, he, I don't know, it just, it didn't come off smooth like his promos normally do. I didn't know if that was done purposely because he's so angry and so fed up with the situation that, you know, sometimes you're talking and all of a sudden you got to stop for a second so you know you don't say the wrong thing. But it didn't really come off to me like that. Because um, I will always, in the back of my head, whenever I see Roman Reigns do a promo, 
Remember when John Cena cut this man down to three feet tall, explaining to him why he can't do a promo. Um, so I, I kind of take took it with a, a little grain of salt, um, but I did like it. I mean, Uso's coming out um, and then attacking, you know, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I expected Roman and or Solo to get involved, but they didn't. And once again, yeah, like DJ said, he was flipping pissed off because he still had something to say and he didn't get to say it. Um, so I didn't like it as much as Triv, but I'm going to give it to DJ um, B+. Okay. After that, we then went to the, date, the SmackDown debut of Pretty Deadly as they took on the Brawling Brutes. Um, Butch and Ridge Holland. Um, Mr. Trivia, you get to lead us off with this. Okay. Um, oh, th- th- this match to me was, was okay. I mean, like Greg said in the past, I believe it was Greg that said it, you know, pretty deadly reminds me of uh, Fandango and Tyler Breeze. Um, I don't think they're that good of a tag team. <laughs> they... They were holding their own there for a bit against uh, Holland and Butch. I think the right guys got the win, and uh, it was it was an okay match. I, I enjoyed seeing it because I wanted to see how pretty deadly would be on their first night on the main roster on SmackDown. And I know we're probably going to see a lot more of this team, but I give the match a B plus. Okay, so you're referring to pretty deadly as holding their own for a while. Well, yeah, they held their own. They won. They won the match. They beat the Brawling Brute. So, I mean, holding your own for a while is somebody that kind of wrestles and then, you know, just falls short. And, Trip, you got to slide back over. There you go. Um, All right, sorry. So, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, this was, I mean, the way you started talking about it, I mean, giving it a B plus is, you know, I thought you were going to be in like the C range when you said it was just okay. But this was a, a you know, good match. Um, I, I hope that the Brawling Brutes aren't going to transition into the putting others over. Um, I actually wouldn't mind seeing a rematch between these two tag teams. Because, you know, they're going to kind of force feed us pretty deadly until we get tired of them. Um and, and I mean, are the obviously they're not anywhere near the caliber of, of challenging um, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. But you know what? If they're going to get there, they got to get some victories. Um, this was an enjoyable match. I didn't like it as much as trivia did, so I'm not going to give it the DJB plus. I'm going to give it a B. Okay. Um, I did like it. Um, I. I I can't stand looking at pretty pretty deadly. Like I can't even look at them. It, it it's I don't know. It, I have to look away when when I look at them. But they are pretty good in the ring. Like they are. They're they're decent and they're a pretty good heel tag team. Yes. I think. Yes, I agree. The win match, you know, the way they did, cheating like the way they did, you know, cheating like a bunch of heels to win the match, and that's what they have to do. And they did it pretty good. Um, so I was, I was good with the match. Um, and I would agree with you, Nug. I wouldn't mind seeing this match again. Um, I went B minus with it. Oh, okay. That's one. All right. After that, we then went to a singles matchup, um, as it was Asuka, um, going up against... Zelina. Um, I lead off for this one. Um, I mean, it was an okay match. I mean, comparing this match to the last match that she had, and then she came out in the same ring gear that she wore in San Juan, obviously got nowhere close to the same reception um, by the crowd. And I, I, I mean, I just, I think it's because it's just, it, it's Zelina. I mean, they gave her a push by making her queen, and that didn't go over. Um, 
yeah, she got a little push when she was, you know, leading into Puerto Rico. But, yeah, she was in Puerto Rico. Um, it's just like, no matter if you're a heel, you're a face. If you mention the arena's city that you're in, everybody cheers. So, you know, and... You know, Asuka submitting her was good, showing obviously that she's not, you know, just going to pin. I mean, more heels submit than faces submit people. Um, and this was just an average match overall. Uh, I gave it a C. Yeah, a C. Straight up C. Okay. What do you think, DJ? Um, I agree with her. I mean, it was it was okay. I, what I write here, yeah, I wrote the match was okay, not great, but not horrible. I, it was it was okay. Um, I did like Oscar holding the uh, not letting go of the, of the submission at the end to really you know to really show us that she is trying to be a heel. I guess so. I like it. Um, Zelina did okay because she always does okay. You know, good enough to where it's not horrible to watch. So, I mean, it was cool. The spitting in the face of Bianca and only getting a piece of her, I guess, it is what it is. I feel like she shouldn't be spitting every time because I feel like it's ruining the whole, the whole, you know, the whole gimmick of it. So, maybe spitting a little too much, but, I mean, it is what it is. I gave it a C plus. Okay. Okay. Trivia. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't. I really didn't think this match was that great. I mean, I you knew who was going to win from the get go. I knew Oscar was going to win with the submission, and um, you know, I mean, this was a match where I could say, you know, that somebody held their own. I thought, I thought that Zelina was doing pretty good at one point in the match, and then when Bianca came out after she wouldn't release the submission hold, and then Oscar took off, and like DJ said, you know, she went to throw the spray at her and. You know, barely got her because Bianca was waiting for it. So, but yeah, I, I thought the match was, was okay. I gave it a C plus as well. Okay. And I got a question in reference to Bianca running out. I don't know if it's just something I never paid attention to, but do champions that make a run out usually wear their belts and then keep their belts on when they're doing the quote-unquote rescue? They usually get tossed. Yeah, that's what I always thought. They you know, they may come out with them, but they toss them off, but whatever. That was just a yeah. little observation that I made. All right. Well, after that, we went to a commercial, and we came back with the Grayson Waller effect, where Grayson Waller had his... First time SmackDown episode with AJ Styles as his guest. Um, Mr. 24-7, you get to lead us off with another promo. All right. Um, I don't know. I wasn't really into it too much. Uh, like, I feel like, and after hearing what, you know, the way Grayson Waller was asking his questions... You know, the questions that he started asking at the end and just being a jerk. To me, I'm like, dude, am I watching The Miz? I feel like I'm watching The Miz here. We only need one of them here. That's it. I can barely even stand that one. But so, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's not what they're going to be doing with him. But just seeing this talk show, I'm just like, oh, my God, this is The Miz all over. I wasn't really into it. Um, You know, saying when he said the whole thing about, Seth Rollins being, you know, when he was announcing, you know, new winner, da-da-da, and he said Seth Rollins. <clears throat> I would have liked AJ to just punch him right there, cock him right there. What? You know, I feel like AJ got punked, kind of. Um, <clears throat> but it is what it is. I want to see more with Grayson Waller, because I know he's decent in the ring. <clears throat> you know, being in NXT, he was okay. But this just didn't really do it too much for me. I gave it a C plus. Okay. Oh, oh, Mr. Yeah, two-thirds face. Trivia. There you go. Uh, yeah, I... I mean, Grayson Waller, I thought he did a pretty good job on the mic. Not great, not good. Pretty good. 
the Grayson Waller effect, I mean, like DJ said, you know, is it going to be one of these Miz things all the time we see it? Um, he's not too bad in the ring. I'm looking forward to seeing him, you know, with his first match in the ring. How long are we going to see this Grayson Waller effect before he gets in the ring? Um, yeah, I wanted to see a little something between him and AJ physical, but it obviously didn't happen. I gave it a C plus as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, overall, I, I gave the segment a C. Um, you know, it just, it made, made no point. Um, the only thing that I took away from this, I'm kind of hoping it doesn't, but it, 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 I don't know if this is like a backup quote unquote storyline for if AJ Styles loses to Seth Rollins that he automatically has a potential quick feud with Grayson Waller. You know, Grayson Waller taunting him. I, you know, I told you, you were, you know, and to me that would take the focus off of AJ Styles potentially chasing down Roman Reigns right now, unless they have, you know, have more to do with the bloodline before they're going to give Roman Reigns um, an actual challenger. So, I mean, I might be all right with it, depending on the way, once again, they go at Roman Reigns or not. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, this was just, it was just a different version of, of Ms. TV, the KO show, um, anything else that you, any talk show you typically have. It was pretty much the same thing. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I gave it a C overall. Okay. We then went to a tag team match of the Street Profits taking on L.A. Knight with his tag team partner, Rick Boogs. Trivia? I don't even know why they put those two guys together as a team. That was that was really surprising to me. I mean, you know, Rick Boogs coming out with the show and, the, you know, pumping up his muscles and everything and you know, there's obviously the right team won. The Speed Profits getting the win, but I don't know. This was just a weird team. I obviously they're not going to be, you know, probably teaming up anymore because of what happened after the match with LA Knight, you know, attacking Rick Boogs. But it was just, it was just odd to see these two guys, you know, teamed up together. And I really didn't care too much for the match. I gave it a C minus. Okay, uh, I mean the match was okay. It wasn't anything to write home about. Um, I, I mean, I think what, what you mainly, you take away two things. One, they don't have good tag teams for the three profits to go up against right now. Um, because the Usos are involved with chasing titles on the brand that they're not really on. And the other thing it did is it set up a potential, I'm not going to say feud, but a rivalry a campaign with LA Knight versus LA Knight versus Rick Books. So that's maybe an opportunity for one or both of them to capitalize on some TV time. And you know, saying I really don't have anything else for LA Knight right now, so let's give him Rick Books for a few weeks. Um but yeah, I mean I my grade was just a little bit above trivia as it was an actual C straight up. Okay. Mr. 24-7. Um, <clears throat> my grade was a C also. It was, um, it was decent. It was all right. Um, I don't know. I feel like Boogs just tries to be funny too much. Just because yeah. he's a big boy and he's strong and he probably could be decent if he worried more about the math than trying to get a pop out of the crowd. So I can... I can go without Boogs, with or without, whatever. It was okay. L.A. Knight, I feel like, keeps getting stuck in the in the wrong spot. I mean, I'm glad that they're keeping him out here, but, I mean, this is, I feel like he's getting lower on the totem pole here. So, hopefully not. <clears throat> the match itself was, it was okay. Like, it wasn't horrible. You got the big move forward um, that we kind of expected to see the frog splash and the wind. So, it was just, it was alright. Gave it a C. Okay. <clears throat> After that, they then went to a 
tag team match where, where it was the NXT Tag Team Champions, um, where it was Isla Dawn and Alba Fire taking on Valentina Ferrez with an F, not a P, and Ulyssa Leon. Um, now, if I told you one of these four wrestlers was making their date, their their uh, return to the ring after eight months of being gone, would you even know? And B, would you even care? Well, I guess that was the big note that came out of this: that Ulyssa Leon had been out for eight months, um, and the other girls from NXT Developmental. But Ulyssa had was had one of those. Oh, I'm making my debut in NXT get hurt in the same match, kind of like Chelsea Green did way back in the day in SmackDown. Um, yeah, it was just, uh, you know, a, a match against the newbies on the block that hold the NXT women's tag team titles that we still don't know what they're going to do with. Um, and they beat two nobody that... Two people that nobody even know or knew who they were. Um, you maybe would have assumed that they were just independent wrestlers filling into a match like they do often on a SmackDown or a Raw, but they were actually no NXT quote unquote talent. Um, nothing great, nothing bad, nothing horrible, but it was just another C match for this Monday Night Raw. Mr. Yeah, 24-7. I, I agree with you. I actually wrote jobbers down. I thought they were just some <laughs> random people. Um, but it makes sense because to me, all this was was a Wednesday night NXT match. To me, it just seemed like it was fun you could watch on Wednesday night. Um, I feel like if, you know, if they're going to be holding the NXT women's tag title still, they're just still going to let them hold them right now. I feel like they should treat it that way. Or, you know, let them present. So get them in there with at least all two women together on the main roster, at least. So to me, this was a lot. Um, I gave them a, a little bit of credit because they are pretty decent. Um, so I gave it a C off. Okay. Mr. Trivia. Yeah, Alpha Fire and Isla Dawn. I kind of liked watching them when they were on NXT. You know, I liked I liked their their style a bit. You know, their it was nice to see them making their SmackDown debut on the roster. And you know, they what the people that the the two opponents that they had. You know, like Greg said, NXT Developmental or wherever they're from. You know, they they gave them some TV time, and um, it was just a match that I really didn't care. You know. One way or the other, I gave it a D. Okay. Um, not that we have to grade it or anything, but it was then announced after that match, um, a little backstage interview with Raquel Rodriguez. Um, it was announced that Liv Morgan's injury, um, she was going to be out for an extended period of time or an undetermined amount of time. So they were stripping Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan of their titles. And... The Monday Night Raw after Night of Champions, there will be a fatal four-way match um, with Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville taking on Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey, taking on um, Damage Control represented by Bailey and Io Sky against Raquel Rodriguez and a partner of um, either her choosing or later to be announced. Can, can I add something to that? If you'd like. Okay, I don't know what you guys think. And maybe you agree with me, maybe you don't. But somewhere here in the back of my bald spot, I have a feeling Raquel Rodriguez is going to choose Dakota Kai as their partner. They were former tag team champions in NXT. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what makes me think that. I just have this feeling she's going to choose Dakota Kai as her partner. DJ, thoughts? I mean, that would be interesting, I guess. Mm -hmm. I, I, I hope she gets someone a little bit of high caliber, but that would be funny and interesting. Yes. Okay. I don't, 
Um, if you would like, I can just give you a little piece of Nuggies news now, or you could wait till Nuggies news and you'll understand why that won't happen. We'll wait till Nuggies news. Okay. Yeah, but... All right. Um, after this... Wait a minute. Did I... So... Who just went first on the women's tag match? I did, uh, right? I went. You did. I went. You did, Greg. Yeah, so of course, DJ gets to go first, and he <laughs> is in He is in promo mode, as it was yep. Austin Theory coming down to the ring to cut a promo. Nope, <clears throat> DJ, the... I didn't do the order here. I mean, I just... Yeah, you <laughs> did. You chose him to go first. <laughs> So, Mr. 24-7, you are up. All right, yeah. It was lost to me. I don't know. Well, let me, the beginning was lost. It was just more Austin Theory coming out. and You know, I'm the best, blah, blah, blah. All that bull. Like, whatever. But when Seamus just calmed down, and this is like, yeah, oh, yeah, da, da, da. And just straight up, kicked his head off. I'm like, this is so good. Like, it definitely brought the grade, you know. I was going to go somewhere, somewhere around a C, but I'm going to because of the kick. It was okay. great. Trivia. Yeah, I, um, I thought it was a pretty decent promo to start, and then, you know, Seamus came out, and that was uh, the interesting part of it. You know, he came out talking smack about, uh, Seamus for a little bit, then Michael Cole going over Seamus's accolades and threw in how Seamus was also Intercontinental Champion, and then he recorrected himself and said, no, he's never been. But I really think this is going to be a good match when they hook up. I think Austin Theory and Seamus will be a really good encounter when they both decide to, you know, meet in the ring. But other than that, I mean, the promo really wasn't that long. I gave it a C plus. Okay. Yeah, it was John a short Best. promo. What was that? John Best is watching. Thanks for tuning in, John. Yeah, it was a, it was an okay promo. It was short. Um, I agree with both you guys. It really got you know much better when Sheamus came out, um, and then you know the bro kick out of nowhere, and then Sheamus didn't say anything at that. He just dropped the mic and left the ring. Um, you know, it's it's the you know good boy makes the bad boy look like a buffoon, look like a buffoon. Sorry, um, Austin did have one little line there. Whether he did it on purpose or not, I don't know. But he said, well, he was talking about something, um, and he said that's not a theory; it's a fact. That could be one of those catchphrases that he could use for for a while. You know, yeah. like the first time Cody Rhodes used that, so what do you want to talk about? Now that's what he says every time he gets in the ring for a promo is, so what do you want to talk about? Um, but yeah, it was just, it was, eh, eh, until Sheamus came out, then it was okay. I actually gave it a C plus. Okay. Uh, after that, we then went to a tag team match. Where was the LWO, represented by Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar, taking on the Usos? Um, Mr. Trivia, you are up. I, I enjoyed this match. Um, LWO, you know, look, look, looking pretty good. They went against the Usos, and I, I enjoyed the match. I thought, it was, I thought it was a really good match. It was an entertaining match. And, um, yeah, I mean, what I, I'd like to see, you know, this, you know, have another match between these two guys because I really enjoy it. I mean, you both got teams that, you know, are good in the ring. They're they're quick. So I, I really enjoyed it. I gave it a B plus. Okay. Um, yeah, well, I'm up next. And, you know, when I watched, watched this match, I mean, yes, I mean, I had... Uh, maybe medium to high expectations. But based on what we had already gotten in the several matches and promos before this, I really hoped 
that something would dig me out of the, the sea hole that I was in. And absolutely, positively, this match brought you back out of the gutter, back out of the ground. Um, I love this match. Uh, Rey Mysterio is just showing that age is nothing but a thing. He's able to hang in there, you know, with the Usos. And Santos Escobar didn't disappoint either. I really like this match. And I, I, I kind of gave it a little bit higher of a grade based on the kind of funk that the rest of the show is in. I actually gave it an A-. minus. Okay. And um, Mr. 24-7. It, it really was great. Rey Mysterio is so fun to watch still. I mean, I remember watching um, as I'm going to be watching Rey Mysterio, and I feel like it's the same person from that. You know what I mean? It's unreal, actually. Um, and Santos is great. So working with Usos was really cool. They worked good together, I thought. Um, just the tag, the moves that they that they were doing was was really awesome um, everything looked pretty smooth then we get ko coming out doing their little thing da, 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 da. Escobar, i believe hit a splash for the win i was so happy to see even though i kind of i probably lose again to, to cause all this more drama with the so i expected it but the way it happened was awesome um, I get the B plus. It was a it was a great way to finish the the night after a lot of bowl. Yeah. So, not, okay. Yeah. There we are. There we are at the thirty two minute trip. The thirty two minute mark trip. Yeah. Uh, I hate this Facebook Live crap. Um. So overall, I mean. It, I mean, if you take the two good points in the show and all the rest of the mediocre, I mean, I I can't give the show much better than than a high C plus. Okay, DJ. Uh, I have B minus. I you know it's probably more more than C plus, but I just gave it minus. But it wasn't real good. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree with Greg. I gave I gave the entire show a C plus as well. So, okay, that's a SmackDown recap for Friday, May the nineteenth for um, for tonight's show. Uh, right now, we're going to go to Nuggies News. So, Greg, the floor is yours. All right. First and foremost, I apologize if I look a little fidgety, but for whatever reason, I'm just been getting like shoot, shoot, shocking shooting pains to my, my left stump, and I, I don't know why. But anyways, um, so first and foremost, let's get to some injury news. Um, as we had stated, Lib Morgan is going to be out for, an, at, at that point, was an undetermined amount of time um, due to an injury. We assumed, I assumed, and the way that that video looked, it looked like it may have been something with her head, when Dakota came in, Dakota Kai came charging him with her knee. Well, apparently it wasn't her head. It was more the follow-up momentum that did something to her shoulder and semi-dislocated it, and she'll be out for an extended period of time due to having to have shoulder surgery on said shoulder. There's not a timetable even expected because they don't know the extent of the surgery that they're going to have to do. It could just be a simple thing where she's out six to eight weeks, or it could be much more somewhere we won't see her till Royal Rumble. Speaking of not seeing somebody till Royal Rumble, in the same match, not in the same move, but later in the match, after knowing Liv hurt herself, Dakota Kai did something and popped her knee, her already once surgically repaired knee, now has another torn ACL. She'll be out a minimum of nine months, or a minimum of six months, 
possibly back in nine months. So I don't uh, think Raquel's going to be able to choose her as her tag team partner. Right. Um, uh, one other little injury news, none really WWE related, but um, Ms. Mercedes Monet... Um, we all know she left WWE for Greener Pastures. She went to NJPW, won a title in her first match, lost a title in her second match, had her third match, and during said match, she broke her ankle. NJPW, yes, you sign a contract, but you only get paid for appearances. So, so much for that guaranteed contract that WWE gives out, you know... So, in all fairness, um, hopefully she gets a quick recovery. Um, broken ankles can be tricky. They can, you know, easily re-break if not taken care of properly. So, best of luck to her healing. Um, We're going to be talking Night of Champions. I have pulled up an article that says, well, early betting odds for Night of Champions. Not really early. It's five days away. Um, and this was posted yesterday. But here we go. Um, the odds for the winner of the vacant WWE World Heavyweight Championship match. One of them is the favorite at minus 1,000. One of them is the underdog at plus 500. Who do you think the favorite is? DJ, you want to go first? For the... Uh, which match? The WWE World Heavyweight Championship match. Uh, they probably... is the favorite. And is underdog. Trim, agree or disagree? I say AJ Styles tonight. I disagree. So you think AJ Styles is the minus 1,000 favorite to win? Yeah. You're totally wrong. Seth Rollins is the minus 1,000 to win, um, and AJ Styles is plus 500 to win. The matchup between Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar, the favorite is minus 160, where... The underdog is plus 120. Trivia, who's the favorite to win this match? Brock Lesnar. DJ, do you agree or disagree? Dang. I mean, I don't see how you can not agree with that. So I'm going to go with it, but Cody probably will agree. Brock Lesnar is the favorite at minus 160. The undisputed tag team championship match, KO and Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. The favorites are minus 550, where the underdogs are plus 325. Mr. 24-7, who's the favorite? I'm going with the champion. Trivia, agree or disagree? I agree. You are both right. Um, the Raw Women's Championship match. It is Bianca versus Asuka. The favorite is minus 200. And the challenger... Or should, no, well, I think I just gave it away. And the underdog is plus 150. Uh, trivia? Asuka. So you think Asuka is the minus 200? I think Oscar's the favorite, yeah. Okay, DJ, agree or disagree? I disagree. I'm going Bianca's the favorite. Mr. 24-7 is correct. And the last one is a list. <laughs> is Gunther, the Intercontinental Champion, against Mustafa Ali. The favorite is minus 5,000. And the underdog yeah. is plus... 2,500. Trivia. I know this one is tough, but I'm going to you first. Who's the favorite? 
Gunther. Your DJ, agree or disagree? Uh, yeah, 100% agree. All right, you're both right on that one. Um, and then I have two more um, of these. You have to erase one from history questions. All right. The first one. You have to erase one from WWE history forever. Would it be Evolution, The Bloodline, The Four Horsemen, or DX? Trivia, seeing as you had the IC title one as a gimme, I would like your answer first. I would say evolution. So a group of Ric Flair, Triple H, Randy Orton, and Batista is the one you're getting rid of. Yep. Okay. DJ. I I agree. I'm going to evolution too. Yeah, they're in a whole sub not like we're missing out on. Oh. Evolution. See, but, go ahead, Trip. What were you gonna say? But just like they would say, growing up, diamonds are forever, and so are the four horsemen. That's why they're not going anywhere. No, I wouldn't. Life. I wouldn't say the four horsemen, but only on the aspect of it's only been around for maybe two years. I would give serious right now. Serious debating as to getting rid of the bloodline. Understandable. Okay. And the other one. Which one of these four things would you erase from WWE history forever? Shawn Michaels' retirement at WrestleMania 26. Undertaker vs. Mankind in Hell in a Cell. The birth of Austin 316. Or Ric Flair's retirement match against Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 24. Mr. 24-7. Man, that's like an unfair question. That's, that's how they're supposed to be. I mean, I'm going to... Which one? I got to. So, Michael, okay. I got to go with it. Okay. Trivia. That's exactly the one I picked. Shawn Michaels' retirement. Because Ric Flair's retirement, that's going to. That's going to live in history for a long time. The day, you know, 316, Austin, you know, they're still doing that now in the ring. Well, you know, when you mention his name, people still go nuts. And the Undertaker, you can't, you can't erase him from history forever. Well, not, not him. The match versus the man in Mankind in Hell in a Cell. Yeah, but, See, I mean, uh, but I'm, I'm going to stick with Sean. See, I'm, I'm going to get rid of... Ric Flair's retirement match at WrestleMania 24 against Shawn Michaels because how many times did he get in the ring after that? I mean, how many times has Shawn Michaels gotten in the ring to wrestle since his retirement? Eh. I mean, Ric Flair, yeah, okay, had his retirement match, and I think within two years he was, you know, back doing stuff. So I I, kind of... Just because of, I mean, he just finally, last calendar year, had his final retirement match. Um, so I, that's the one that, that I would get rid of. Okay. And that's Nuggies News for this week. Trivia, do you have anything in the way of any independent shows coming up or anything else you want? Yeah. Oh, wait, one other thing, sorry. Yeah. One other thing. Um, Go ahead. Just want to make the official announcement here with you know DJ and I, I'm 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 not sure if Miss most time Mrs. Twenty Four Seven is at least within earshot of the show. Um, I made a clerical error 
in the draft on my own team. Um, when I was going through everybody's roster so I can do my bookmark for scores, so I know where everybody, you know, everybody's supersized rat, I realized that I had drafted and put Sheamus in the spot of a raw women's superstar. So, obviously, I had to put somebody in that raw superstar woman spot, and that is now Piper Niven. And because Rick Boogs was the last SmackDown male that I drafted, he gets booted and Sheamus just slides up to there. Um, if there's any objections to that, speak now or forever hold your peace. Um, but it was only fair to get rid of Rick Boogs, mainly because I have no other SmackDown superstars on the male side that I drafted after him, and I definitely drafted Sheamus before Rick Boogs. He was, I want to say, my last, second-to-last draft pick um, behind the New Day, which is Raw anyway, so. Yep. All in favor? Aye. All in right, well, Three out of three out of five, or maybe four out of six, maybe um, majority rules. So done. Okay. So now, now, DJ, I want to let you know though that Greg is heartbroken that he had to get rid of Rick Boogs. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I was almost, yeah. I was almost going to consider getting rid of one of my three utilities like Charlotte and keeping Rick <laughs> Boogs. But, you know, I mean, it may actually not have been a horrible choice seeing him, although he'll never beat L.A. Knight, so... Right. You know, I would just be taking lost points. There you go. So, as far as my indie reports go, Friday and Saturday, June 2nd and June 3rd, are both PAPW shows. Friday, June 2nd, PAPW presents Recharged at 662 Co. Avenue in East Haven, Connecticut at the training facility. Doors open at 7, show starts at 8. One of the matches that I have that I had found on it was beautiful Brad Baylor against newcomer Evander James. And the other one is June 3rd, which is Bash at the Brewery, which will be in New Haven on Saturday, June the 3rd. So check out both of those PAPW shows. They're definitely great guys to watch. Yeah, that's the one that was rescheduled from this Saturday. So, obviously, yes. them having to cancel because of rain, meaning it is outside, so. Yes, and it was definitely a good a good move to cancel it after this Saturday's weather. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, so like I said before, you know, I mean, definitely check out the school. They got a great bunch of talent there. It is run by former WWE wrestlers or WWF wrestlers. Uh, Steve Tracy, who wrestled under the name of Dave Paradise in the WWF, Paul Perez, Mario Mancini, and Pretty Paul Roma. All four of those guys run PAPW. So definitely go down if you don't want to check out the, you know, you want to check out some of the matches and also meet WWE superstars. That's where to meet them, right down there, PAPW 662 Co Avenue. East Haven, Connecticut, PAPW training facility. Yeah, so now we're five days away from Night of Champions. Champions. Yep. I don't know why I keep wanting to say Clashes of Champions, <laughs> but Night of Night of Champions. Well, I think um, I, I think the way they can get it get away with having non championship matches is because it's night of champions. It's not only night of champions or like you said, clash of champions, which is mean every champion. So I think that's one way they can get away with, you know, putting the you know, Roman Reigns in a match in a tag team match for the tag team titles and having a couple other non title matches or not yeah, non championship matches on the card. Right. So, well, Greg, you got uh, the card there for us? Yes, I do. Okay. Let's oh, see what you got. Oh, you want me to tell you what they are? Oh, okay. Yes, please. Yes, well, obviously the first one um, 
is Gunther defending his IC title uh, against Mustafa Ali. We have Bianca Belair defending her Raw Women's Championship against Asuka. Then we have what they are saying is a triple main event. Oh, boy. Um, Seth freaking Rollins um, against AJ Styles, where the winner um, is for the World Heavyweight Championship. Then main event number two, Cody Rhodes taking on Brock Lesnar. And main event number three, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defending your undisputed tag team championships against the bloodline represented by Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa with Paul Heyman in their corner. So, of those three matches, which one do you think will main event and which one do you say should main event? Because I think Roman ends any and every pay-per-view that he's in. So I think that will be the last match. But I think the last match should be Seth Rollins, AJ Styles. Okay. I I say the main event will be um, Roman and Solo versus Sammy and Kevin. What I think is going to be the main event, I agree with Greg as well, the last match. Well, Seth Rollins, well I think that should be, not that it is going to be. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Three. I mean, moment. Yeah, I, I, that will be the match. But I think, right, I think it should be something today. First time, I hope. Especially if the one. All righty. Um, it is rumored. Well, one thing it's not rumored. Um, there's a contract signing tonight on Monday Night Raw between Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch. Um, so that would make six matches. But it's rumored that a seventh match will come out of tonight's Monday Night Raw, and that's Rhea Ripley versus Natalia. And then that would leave probably one of the. I mean, if it's only seven matches, I mean, unless something happens on SmackDown that puts an eighth match on, I mean, even that, that may be one of the quote unquote smallest shows we've seen in Saudi Arabia, no? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep, I believe so. So I feel uh, like matches at three's got to there. Yeah, I mean they, they almost have to put what Sheamus versus Theory on. You know, yeah. I mean, you have to put yep. Theory. Um, obviously there won't be a women's tag team, which makes. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense if you're going to be putting the other two women's matches on the card. You don't want to load up a ma- a card in Saudi Arabia where there's more women matches than men's matches. Right. But why not put the women's fatal four-way match there? I mean, nothing against Becky and Trish. But, you know, if they're going to carry this out to SummerSlam anyways, then you don't really need to see them in Saudi Arabia. Let Trish stay home with her kids. Let Becky... You know, celebrate with her husband after his win and just throw the Fatal 4-Way tag team match on the card. I think I think, I think, think the fans would much prefer the Fatal 4-Way women's tag team yeah. than, you know, Becky and uh, uh, Becky and uh, Fred. Yeah. So. Um, who, do you, who do you guys think now that I've debunked the Dakota Kai um, thoughts of her tag. But who do you think Raquel's tag team partner could be? Well, I remember one of our uh, cohorts on the show mentioning a name, and I think I'm going to agree with it as well. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Aaliyah. 
Her and Raquel have teamed in the past. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I really don't. Uh, I really don't think she'll choose anybody else. I mean, if if Dakota Kai was healthy and Liv Morgan was not, I'm hoping that she would have picked Dakota Kai. But Dakota, well, what? Like so, Greg, you, so you would think Dakota Kai would just all of a sudden bail on damage control to tag team with Raquel with no storyline buildup or anything at all? See, I, I wouldn't think that would make sense. Aaliyah, Aaliyah makes more sense to me um, because she was a tag team partner, but she just, I mean... I, I, yeah, I mean, I want it to be somebody insignificant because I honestly think this is a, sorry to say it, Liv, but I think this is a blessing in disguise for Raquel. Because now you build up Raquel for a main event match against Rhea Ripley at SummerSlam. Okay. Um, If she gets stuck in the tag team world, then... That, that's why we don't consider there any serious competitors for Rhea Ripley because she was tied up in the tag team belt. Right. Scene. Yeah, I can definitely see that happening. And did I, you either one of you guys see anything? I know it was weird when I read it and I had to reread it that Ronda Rousey already had a quote-unquote hiatus scheduled from Memorial Day to SummerSlam where she would be out of action and she's expected to still take that time off even though she's been out with injury for all this time? So maybe this could be the time for Sonya and Chelsea to become women's tag team champions. Or damage control, Bailey and EO or Sky, but yep. I would have it would have been more likely if it unfortunately for me, it would have been more likely if it was Bailey and Dakota, so EO can go back off on her singles track. But yeah, I mean right. are we really gonna see Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green as women's tag team champions? Well, I mean, if we, if, I'm sure if we all almost, show the the manager. It's almost irrelevant as Tamina and Natalia. Right. What about you, DJ? I think it's all just... I don't know. I'm trying to... Who could be rock up? I mean... Shotzi? That's, I mean, you know what? That makes the most sense out of it. Because Natty won't do it. Yeah, probably some. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, somebody else on Raw. I mean, Piper Niven, Nikki Cross, Candice LeRae. I mean, it would have to be somebody. Well, I mean, I guess not. I guess it could be somebody from SmackDown because it's the women's title goes back and forth, but. Right. No, it's going to be interesting to see who she's going to choose. I don't see it being Tegan Knox. I mean, no, I don't know. So, but Greg, the contract signing is that the only thing that we know of scheduled for Raw tonight? Um, no, we have the um, contract signing um, with. Hold on, got it right here. Um, Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar um, scheduled to have a contract signing. Um, that could be a disaster. The, once again, the Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus contract signing. Um, what is this? Tonight's entering action will see undisputed tag team champions Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Take on Imperium's Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser. Um, and Gunther, where, remember, KO and Sami Zayn have to find a third partner. 
So they're taking on all of Imperium. Um, uh, I know there was something else. Uh, I guess that's all that this website's listing. I thought I had read that there was going to be an episode of the KO show with Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. Maybe that was a, a spoiler for next week's SmackDown. Um, but yeah, right now, those are the only three things. Um, I mean, I did see an unofficial, quote-unquote, the leak leaked script for Monday Night Raw um, which states that Bronson Reed is taking on oh, I'm a blank um, I don't know Dominic was wrestling somebody The Miz was wrestling some oh Dominic was wrestling Shinsuke Nakamura um, The Miz was wrestling somebody else um, that's also where the lead script said that Rhea Ripley was going to accept the challenge of United Champions for Natalia. I don't remember. I'm trying to remember who they said Bronson Reed was facing. It wasn't a schlep either. It was an actual, like, real wrestler. It wasn't a... But anyways, if you talk about yourself for a moment, I will find it. This is one of the greatest... Oh, okay. So, what about Friday, um, didn't they, 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 they have next week's uh, ready? Did yes. Do anything with that or no? I didn't. I, didn't I mean, I could, I could tell you my, uh, I could tell you the spoilers, but, oh, but leak for tonight's Monday Night Raw. Here it is. Hold on. So, the first one they say Bronson Reed will face Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Then Finn Balor, oh, sorry, Finn Balor will face Nakamura. A big name will put over Cody Rhodes in the main event. And this is where I'm like, well, I, how is Cody Rhodes putting anybody over in the main event when you have Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and somebody taking on Imperium, but... Okay. But I don't know who Cody Rhodes would put over in a main event. Um, the next one they list is... Come on. you go, Dominic... Oh, he'll face Apollo Crews. Okay. Um, then they have Paul Heyman will have an interview segment. And... Finn Balor will once again have his eyes on J.D. McDonough. I didn't know he had him on in the first place. Then they list Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens' mystery partner will be a stylish king. A stylish king? That, Like I said, I mean, who knows? And then it says Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes will open the show. Okay. So, like I said, it, it's one of those, you know, kayfabe, this guy just, you know, um, right. leaked script. But, I mean, oh, and the other one, I ended it, it says Seth Rollins will not appear due to filming a movie. Um, which I think, if that's the case, this buildup between Seth Rollins and AJ Styles has been horrible. Yep. Totally agree. But it didn't mention anything about Becky and Trish, which we know is happening. Right. So, I mean, take take it for what you want, whether it's true or it's all bullshit. We'll find out in about, I don't know, an hour or so. Yep. So, anyway. All right, guys, anything else you want to add? Um, no, I mean, just, just a reminder that tonight starts um, scoring for our, our, our fantasy league. Um, and once again, I, I, I misspoke. Um, 
there is very, very easily the potential for tiebreakers because it's not an overall points. It's whoever you're going up against that week, whoever has more points gets a victory and somebody gets a loss. So very well, at the end of the season, whoever's the second seed and the third seed could both have 10 wins, and then that's where we go to the tiebreakers. Okay. So. And also, this Friday, Greg and I will uh, get in touch with everybody else on the Top Rope Report. This Saturday, we'll be doing our prediction show, yep. or Friday, whichever. Well, Saturday, I mean, Saturday's easiest for Joe. He works Friday, but it's easiest for Joe on Saturday. He, I okay. messaged him just before we started the show, and he messaged me back during the show. Um, 10 or 11 a.m. our time is good for him because he he's going to the chiropractor at 10 a.m. his time, which okay. is you know, 1 o'clock our time. So, I mean... Okay. DJ, it, is that a good time for you and Mrs. 24-7? Saturday. Good. We're good. Okay. All right. So okay. once again, we'll we'll set the time and we'll let Drew know. Um, yep. If for some reason he says he can't, then it's just like any other prediction show. If you can't make the show live, he's got to send his picks in. Okay, and that will be our prediction show this Saturday morning at ten a.m. So want to thank everybody for tuning in. So on behalf of the Nugster Greg and Mister Twenty Four Seven, this is the illustrious Mister Trivia for the Top Rope Report. Saying thank you all for tuning in, and we'll catch you on Wednesday.